Good evening, everyone. You've seen a little bit from me um, that I cried when I opened my scholarship letter, which is true, I did, um, because I had no idea what was going to be inside it, and I was just not expecting what I saw, just exactly as you saw in the video. I called my mum, started shrieking, and we both had a little cry together. So, as Robin said, I'm Temi Mwale. I'm a second-year law student here at LSE, and I'm going to tell you a little bit about what I'm doing here, um, where I came from, and why those two things are connected. And of course, thank my scholar donor. I'm sorry, my donor, my Mr. Ian Bell, for giving me this opportunity. I do want to make one thing clear, though, right from the beginning. I've always loved education. I've always loved learning. And if I did not get a scholarship, it would not have deterred me from going to university. I was always determined to go. It has just lifted the burden, as was said in the video. It gives you a bit of relief and a bit of space to reflect and actually enjoy other opportunities. Whereas if you weren't to have such an opportunity, you would have to really, for me, I think the way it would have manifested, I would have felt a lot of pressure, not only to pursue a certain type of career, which would have allowed me to have that kind of financial stability because of the amount of debt that I would have been in, but also that whilst I was doing my degree, I would have probably had to take a job, a part-time job, and do other things. I have got a part-time job, but I'm actually an, an employer myself, and I do employ myself currently whilst I'm at the school, something I wouldn't have been able to do if it wasn't for my donor. So let me speak a little bit about that. I grew up in the Graham Park Estate in Northwest London. Anybody from Northwest London? No, no, that was really, really dry. Unfortunately, that's a shame that we're not represented that much, but let me tell you a little bit about that environment, because growing up on the Graham Park Estate, I feel like that environment makes children grow up very quickly. Um, you become aware of a lot of things that people from other socioeconomic backgrounds probably are not at that age. Um, I won't go into all the detail. But why law for me? I mean, I grew up in a state that had a lot of crime. That was one of the reasons I saw a lot of criminal activity and the law at play in relation to the criminal law and how that affects people's lives. But really, the main thing was about injustice. Essentially, you see the wealth gap, you see extreme poverty, um, not what the government has currently defined it as, but you know, what po poverty actually is, people struggling. I remember there was a period of time when my mum didn't actually have a fridge, we had to put milk at the back door for about six months because we couldn't afford it. These are just some of the circumstances that people live in and I think it's really, we have to bear these things in mind because a lot of the people that grew up where I did are not at university, they're not at a university like this, and I think for a lot of people, this kind of fees that you have to pay, the level and the sheer weight of that does deter people. And that is something we have to bear in mind, that some people do make the decision not to pursue further education because of the cost that it will have for them. And so growing up on that estate, one thing that really became apparent from an early age was violence. There was a lot of violence. Um, violence in the home, violence in the homes of my friends, violence on the streets. There was this phenomena which you might have heard of in the, in the press of youth violence when young people are attacking and sometimes killing one another. And unfortunately, I came into contact with this type of violence more than once. Um, when I was about to start secondary school, the school that I attended had somebody, 15-year-old boy in year 10, stabbed outside the gates. And this was the year before I went on to attend that school. And so spending the seven years at that secondary school in sixth form really showed me the long-term impact and effects that violence has on people's lives because although this child had been killed seven years ago by the time I'd left, there was not a day that went by when people did not think um, about him and what had happened to him. 
that was my first experience. And I started collecting newspaper articles and watching the news, just trying to keep up to date and understand why is this type of violence happening? What can be done to prevent it? And I was in the process of this inquiry when unfortunately my childhood friend Marvin Henry was shot and killed a month before his 18th birthday. And at this time I was 15 years old. I didn't feel like the local authority was really responding to it. Um, I didn't know what to do, but I knew that I wasn't just going to stand around and let other young people be killed in this way. So I thought, I have to just set up an organisation. That's literally the way that it happened. I thought that's what I have to do. Um, I was 16. I didn't know anything about setting up an organisation, what it would entail. But it really just grew from a seed that I just thought there's two pieces of work that need to be done here. On the one hand, we really need wider society to understand this type of violence, why it's happening, and have a lot of people um, getting involved in trying to figure out those solutions. And on the other hand, we really need to put in some prevention and intervention work in the young people's lives who have violence as a kind of integral part of their life. And so I started doing that when I was 16. When I was in sixth form, that's when I started doing law A-level. And debatable, because a lot of people say that you shouldn't do law A-level if you want to go on to do a law degree. It was one of the best decisions I ever made. And this was where I really started the process of using what I was learning to influence other people's lives. I started teaching criminal liability and criminal law to the young people that I was working with um, after I set up the organisation and started working with young people. That was one of the things that the organisation did. We work with families who have had young people taken away um, in that form of violence and families who have young people involved in that type of offending and crime. We put on protest vigils and we respond to violence as and when it's happening. And of course, we do a lot of work in schools um, and with pupil referral units and sometimes in prisons as well. Through this, all this time, I've been studying. Um, I've been keeping in contact with the people that I work with when they're in prison, going to visit them, writing them letters, everything that it will take, because we need to give a network and a supportive system for people when they come out of these situations to ensure that their life is actually going to be impacted. So how does this relate at all to scholarships and to LSE? Well, as I said, when I first started teaching criminal law to the young people, I realised one thing that became really apparent the law is not accessible to all people, and it should be. And one thing that became really interesting when I did start studying here is that the way we were taught the law here at the LSE is not how I've ever come into contact with the law in my personal experiences growing up as a working class individual. And actually, we are taught not just what the law is, but that we can change it, we can influence it. We are taught to you know, look at the academic interest, the discourse around particular issues, to see that there's not always agreement. There are actually people who disagree, and that's okay. However, with some of the young people that I work with, they don't feel the law is for them. They don't think it's something that they have the ability to use, to access. In fact, the only interaction they've had with the law is the criminal law, and usually it starts with an interaction with police, which is unfortunate, because the law I've learned whilst being here is not just criminal law. It's everything, and it affects every part of your life. And so I thought it was a real shame that young people weren't getting to access it in that way. Now, after being here, I've always tried to find a way to link, as I said, what I'm learning here at the LSE with my work. And I must say, there's no impact I can describe than that that this studying at this university has had on my work. But I must also say that the perspective, my work and my upbringing and being somebody of a working class background has given me, it's the lens through which I learn at this university. It does give me a different insight, I definitely feel that. And 
I've really enjoyed my experience here because of that, because it's not typical necessarily, and because I can implement what I'm learning now. I feel really lucky that I'm able to do that, um, and I don't have to wait until I graduate to feel like my learning and my education is actually having an impact. So that's one thing. And then also, I think I've always always tried to take the opportunity to make the most of what I'm learning here. Um, I took the first opportunity to do a dissertation, which I'm currently doing at the moment, and that's another way that I'm linking my work together um, with my studies. And just to tighten off and to finish up, I would just like to say that, as I said at the beginning, if it wasn't for Mr. Ian Bell, I would still have gone to university, but I would probably be still working in Next, which I did not enjoy working there at all. <laughs> And when I was about 17, I said, I'm never going to work here again. And I'm probably not going to want to work for somebody else other than myself, which is probably not a good thing to say at a networking event like this. But I like working for myself. And um, I like the flexibility that it gives. And I must say that if it wasn't for Mr. Ian Bell, I wouldn't have had the chance to experience that um, right now. And I wouldn't have had the flexibility to think I can actually do whatever I want to do when I graduate. I don't have to be pigeonholed. I don't have to go and pursue necessarily a commercial um, outlook or a commercial career um, in relation to my law degree. I can actually use it to do whatever I want. So let me just take this last opportunity to say, Mr. Ian Bell, thank you very much. I'm so grateful to you. And if there's anybody in this audience who isn't currently a donor, who is thinking and debating and contemplating whether it's the right thing to do, you will never understand the impact that it has unless you do it. So just do it. <laughs> Thank you.